time marching. Pick one foot up, put down the other, and get in the march. Mighty God, I hope that is encouraging to someone this evening. He didn't bring us this far to leave us. He certainly didn't bring you into this day, the 25th of January, 2022, to leave you. No, no, no. Uh, remember what the Lord told the, told the children of Israel? And, you know, and, and all of this was done for our uh, sake. It's not just done for one individual. It is done with you in mind. And remember, we serve an awesome God and he could be thinking about you and you can be having a very personal, intimate experience with him. And at the same time, he could be dealing with someone else. He said, my thoughts of you is to give you an expected end. It doesn't matter what things might seem like it is at the moment, but he has expectations. And so don't give up. Duck, give up on God. You're listening to Inside the Pages that is presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. Tuesday Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Thursdays, we're talking about the Holy Ghost and what God is doing. Well, you know what? We're all that he is the audience. He is the conversation. It's all about him. It's all about him. But you know what? It's all about you, too. That's not impossible. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. The Bible says, and with many other words, did he testify, talking about Peter, did he testify and exhort, well, actually talking about Pastor Carl, because I'm certainly using as many words and uh, working in large my vocabulary and, uh, you know, and whatever vernacular I can use to testify and exhort, saying, save yourself from this untorn generation. Then they that gladly received the word were baptized, and they continue steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the apostolic doctrine. Apostolic means apostles' teaching or apostles' doctrine. In fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. And they continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. I want to remind you to pick a fast day if you haven't done so already or yeah, pick a fast day, a day that you're going to consecrate unto the Lord, a day that you're going to stay focused on him. You're not going to uh, be uh, distracted, you know, besides whatever academics you have, whatever you're doing for work, but you're going to fast, you know, for that day. First Sunday of the month is communion. And so we're going to partake in the Lord's Supper on that day. 
and after morning worship is Sunday school. So right after the morning worship, we go into a Sunday school lesson. And also on that first Sunday, and it was, the Sunday school is on every Sunday, but the um, on that first Sunday, we do outreach. We go out and let people know God is. The Bible said he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so you want to diligently seek the Lord. You know, I was uh, killing some time before service, and I was sitting down and I was I was having a little snack. Well, I'll just call it dinner, just having a little bit of bite to eat. And I was watching this lady go back and forth to the uh, vending machine where you buy scratch-offs. And I just wondered, I invited her to church, but I was just really wondering, do you pray like that? You know, as much time as we spend trying other things, why don't we put our petition up before the Lord and see what happened? You know, he's a God that won't leave you or forsake you. Uh, no, 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 no. He, he won't do that. It, and so, uh, you know, just food for thought. This is the year of Jubilee. We're celebrating Walking in the spirit of excellence, we're pressing our way. You know, so you're gonna have to press your way, especially when you're not used to doing something. And then it, you challenge in yourself, and that challenge in itself is a good thing. Change is good, especially change when you're uh, leaving uh, those things that are weights, sin that so easily do it beset you. The Bible tells us to lay those things aside. And so we're gonna jump right into the Word of God. And into Daniel the seventh chapter, Daniel the seventh chapter, and um, let's let's have some prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for this day that you have given us, Lord God, and blessing us to have the activity of our limbs, a reasonable portion of health. Lord God, we thank you for our mind being stayed upon you, Lord God, and this opportunity to to hear your word. Lord God, and we ask that you would bless us all to govern ourselves accordingly. Lord God, that your word be our governor. Lord God, that we be found pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to start at the, we, we've gone through the seventh chapter of Ezekiel, but there, um, excuse me, of Daniel. We did Ezekiel a few years ago, but Daniel. And uh, there's two verses. There's that uh, within the chapter that I did not read because I said we would come back to it. And so that is verse 13 and 14. We talked about the beast. And if you're with us on Sunday, then you heard more about the beast. And so this here, um, verse 13 and 14 says, I saw in the night vision and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near before him and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, all people, nations, all nations, languages, every language that you can think of, should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away in his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. 
And so we take a thought from here because it's talking about the power, power yesterday, power today, and power forevermore. Now, the four beasts had power. The four beasts had uh, conquered, had overcame obstacles. And that last beast, the Bible said, was dreadful. It was terrible. It was devouring. It had teeth like iron and claws, and, and it was stumping everything out. But it could not stump out the power of God. Neither could it stump out his people. Now, power is a term that our children, young adults, and adults alike are familiar with. We're all familiar with power. I'm not talking about the, the TV series on HBO or nothing like that. I'm talking about uh, God power. I'm talking about power and authority, just even the just, just the regular definition of it, uh, power. The Webster Dictionary defines power as having possession, uh, possession or control of something. Uh, you, you, you buy a, a car, a bicycle, whatever, and you have control of that. It belongs to you. You say what you do, what you want to do with it. You know, and so because it's yours, it's under your power, it's under your authority, it's under your influence. You can also have authority and influence over others. The nation that has influence among other nations are considered to be foreign powers, but they're still powers. The ability to act or produce an effective uh, way means it's in your power to change things. Some, some of you have power to change things and some of you have power in, in not using your power. Some of you have power and, and don't realize that you have power. I'm telling you you have power tonight. You have some influence. And sometimes we withhold back from using the power that we have out of fear. But God has not given us a spirit of fear now, let me, let me clarify that. We have common sense. You should have some common sense that you act with. You know, you don't just run in and start doing things. But there's an, a way, an effective way of doing. And so that's why we pray, or you should pray and ask the Lord to give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. The ability to act or produce an effective means it is in your power to change things. It can also include physical strength. Power could be physical. Uh, but we know physical has its limitations. We see that in boxing and football and in other areas where people have had the physical strength, but they didn't have mental strength or they didn't have emotional strength. And so physical strength don't mean that you're all powerful. It just uh, means it, it says that there is some limitations. You want the complete package. You know, and the complete package don't mean that you have to be, uh, uh, have physical might. You don't have to be an incredible hawk. But you want the complete package. And so there's mental and emotional power that goes further than the physical power. I, I want enough physical power to pick myself up and to get to where I need to go and to sustain uh, this natural life that I have. But I want the mental and emotional power to know how to do that and uh, when to give this, this physical some rest and when to uh, 
acknowledge and how to acknowledge what well, the Bible tell us. It says uh, man are always to pray. And so with prayer, uh, it creates the balance that we need. And so you can have some physical strength, emotional, mental uh, strength, you know, but you need some spiritual strength as well. That's why the Bible tells us man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Now, gentlemen, married couples, uh, I want you to examine, brothers, I want you to examine something here because this, this touches on power. And so and I won't spend time in this, but I want you to examine it. You're married uh, and get an understanding of Proverbs 18 and 22. Proverbs 18 and 22. I'm not even going to tell you what it is because you need to look it up and you need to pray about it. You need to understand that because it's dealing with power. It's dealing with power. Now, ladies, you have the uh, uh, properly prepared, as uh, Proverbs 18 and 22 talks about. And so you need to properly prepare uh, because you need to know how to deal with power and handle uh, that, uh, that as well. And I'm not talking about you preparing a wish list. Now, I was talking with someone, uh, associate, and they were talking about what they wanted. And so, you know, you hear many times where there's a wish list, and I, I really want to stay there for a moment, but time is not going to permit, and I'm already feeling myself uh, bubbling up with laughter about some things that I want to say. But uh, usually the wish list does not include self-enhancements, like mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. And so, gentlemen, everything um, is that you find, you know, ladies, everything you find is not a good thing. You know, as a kid, you might find something and you take it home. You, you done found this bug, you done found this toy, you done found this object and you take it home and your mom said, throw it away. And maybe you tried to hide it under the bed or put it in a shoebox or something and, and they found it and tossed it out. You can't keep that here. And so it, it might hurt your feelings a little bit uh, when you're told that what you thought was good is not good. Now, my one of my sons, he brought home a, a large jar. And within that large jar was even a, a larger black widow. And he was just as happy and, you know, to have his that he captured this black widow and and he's looking at it and everything, but his mom told him that you could not keep that. Needless to say, that didn't go well. And, you know, so uh, you, we all have to listen to wise advice. You have to listen to some wise advice. So everything you find is not good. You know, and certainly um, there are some black widows out there, gentlemen. And ladies, you got to be careful of those scorpions, you know, so let's let's use some wisdom. Let's be well. If you're well rounded, the chances of you missing out or having power abused is going to be less likely. Now, we're talking about power yesterday, today and forevermore. We're talking about God's power. and You have power, too. But the Bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And that's talking about the indwelling spirit of God in your life that works with you and through you. Malachi 3, 
6 says, For I am the Lord. I'm the Lord. Let's make no, make no mistake about it of who I am. God knows who he is. Do you know who God is? Things get rough sometimes, and, and, and you may not want to say who he is because you get caught all up in your emotions. You get caught all up in yourself. And, you know, I don't know a person. I don't know anyone that is honest that won't say, yeah, I've had some times where I got caught up in myself. I got caught up in my emotions. I got caught up in what was going on, you know, and how I was being treated. And it overwhelmed me. The words that were spoken to me overwhelmed me. And it even changed my actions of what I may have done, where I may have participated at one time. But then I stopped participating because it because of what was said. And so I, for I am the Lord and I change not. Now, God does not change. He doesn't change. And he said, therefore, ye sons of Jacob, are ye not consumed? You're not consumed because uh, I've made a promise. I've said some things and I'm going to keep my word. Now, Daniel Remember, Daniel is in captivity and he's having visions. Daniel, Meshach, uh, uh, Michelle, and Abednego, Shadrach, Michelle, and Abednego, they're, they're in captivity with Daniel and the word focuses on them because of their commitment unto the Lord. Do you have some bro, some brothers? Do you have some sisters, 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 you with sisters, brothers with brothers that you can hang with? That when you say, man, I, I'm a fast today, that, man, I'm, I'm joining in a fast with you. And we're going to seek the Lord together on this thing. You need some people in your life like that. And so Daniel and them are in captivity and God is dealing with them and showing them things. And 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 so the Bible tell us in chapter two of uh, Daniel, the first verse, it says, and in the second year of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar dreamed dreams. So People have dreams, whether they say them or not. Nebuchadnezzar was a servant of the Lord because God was using him to chasten the children of Israel. And those of you that are following uh, the instructions here in the book of Jeremiah, uh, reading about this, wherein his spirit troubled and his sleep break from him. Now, when we drop down to the 44th verse, 44 and 45, it says, and in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom. So Daniel has now went over the dream with Nebuchadnezzar and explained to him what the Chaldeans, the astrologers, the magicians, and others could not explain uh, to King Nebuchadnezzar. But Daniel uh, went back and he sought the Lord. He went back and he told uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, look, this is what's going on. The king has made a decree to kill all the wise men uh, because he's had a dream and he's not happy. And so they they sought favor, favor, favorite power. They, sought, they got some authority, some power from the king because he went and he appealed to the king. And because of that favor that God had given him, uh, he had some time to pray and to seek God and the Lord revealed what the dream was. And so now Daniel is talking about this dream that the, uh, the God of heaven, the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. And the kingdom shall not be lifted, 
left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all the kingdoms and it shall stand forever. So God's kingdom, he's speaking in a, uh, Daniel is prophesying and speaking of things that is going to occur at a different time. For as much as thou sawest that the stone was cut out of the mountain without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron, the brass, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter. And the dream is certain. It's certainly going to happen. It's going to happen. Saints and friends, people of the world, Whoever you are, those that have an ear, the Bible said, let them hear. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, just like God said it was going to happen. And the interpretation thereof is sure. So what Daniel, uh, what he saw, the kingdom of Babylon, he saw the media Persian, he saw these different kingdoms established and how they crumbled, they failed, they was brought down. Uh, and it, and then the, 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 the ten nations which, as I said, if you if you follow them uh, with us on Sunday, then you know those that those represent ten nations uh, because that God gives uh, John a, uh, a full vision of what is going to happen more than what Daniel had seen or more than what has been written. So what God speaks and what He said, and He's been saying it throughout history, but. Our impatience, our people's impatience, and, uh, you know, they go forth and say, well, you know, it's not going to happen in my day. It doesn't matter if it happened in your day or if it happens after you, after your demise, because the dead in Christ is going to rise first and then we which are alive. It don't, it don't matter if it happens after your demise, if you're not saved, because uh, everybody that, that, is going to be raised up, whether they was the ashes were spread over the sea, thrown into outer space, and you know, wherever. It's all going to come back together again, and everyone is going to uh, step into judgment. And so Daniel sees the kingdom of God established. Now, the seventh chapter in the first verse, in the first year of Belshazzar, uh, Belshazzar king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream, and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. So Daniel also has a dream. And he sees the, the beast, the four beasts that we're not going into tonight, but within that he also sees, I said, he said, I saw in the night vision and behold, one like the son of man came with the clouds. And the Bible tell us in uh, the Lord was speaking to uh, the disciples and he was caught up and the Bible said that I believe you can go to about the first chapter of Acts and see this uh, that they stood there looking they were amazed they were astonished and they they stood there looking up and the Bible says that there was two that stood by them and said ye man of Galilee uh, here we go uh, Acts Acts 1 Nine says, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up in a cloud, received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, which said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which was taken up from you into heaven, 
shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. And then they're instructed, go back to Jerusalem, I'm paraphrasing, uh, and go do what you were told to do. Wait there until you're endured with power, and the power is for you to be a witness, not to run around speaking in tongues, doing cartwheels, jumping across the pews, and, you know, rolling all over the floor and all that. No, it, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, is for you to be a witness, an effective witness. Hmm. And so Daniel did not know what he was speaking about, fully understanding what he saw. The Son of Man come with the clouds. And we read this again. That is going to happen as the apostles and them. Daniel's long off the scene, but here they're being told the same thing. And there was given unto him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages shall serve him. So the same thing that Nebuchadnezzar, had, here it is again. Now during, during the time of Jacob's trouble, so we, which is also the great tribulation, uh, the apostle Peter gave this advice he, um, uh, in preparation for that moment. He told them, he said, repent ye therefore and be converted, change your ways, that your sins may be blotted out when the time of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he shall send Jesus Christ, which before was preached unto you. So, uh, so this is not going to catch people off guard, uh, so to speak. In other words, there's a, a, a knowledge of what is going to happen. Uh, the seeds are being planted, water, seeds are being watered. The, this world that we live in the, is, is aware of what is going to happen. They are aware so much that they've even made provisions for it. And so uh, uh, at the presence of the Lord, he shall send Jesus Christ, which was preached unto you, whom the heavens must receive until the time of restoration of all things, which God has spoken by the mouth of his holy prophet since the world began. So it's not a new message. You, that's why it's important that when you read your, read your scripture, that you read it, slow down. You don't have to rush through it so and say, oh, I read the entire Bible in a year. No, it, it's gonna take some time for you to get an understanding of one book. And that's fine, you can do that in a year. I take that challenge, I applaud you, do it. But when they come down to getting a good understanding of what the word of God is saying, it, you're gonna have to spend some, some time in prayer, some time with a dictionary and concordance Understanding what was written in Hebrew and how it meant, and what was written in Aramaic, and, uh, you know what, how what was written in Greek, and understanding what it means. But it's all going to point you back to the Lord Jesus Christ. Everyone thinks of world domination uh, from the cartoon character Pinky and the Brain. What are we going to do today? Uh, we're going to take over the world, you know, all the way to the United States. Russia, China, Korea, but none of them will achieve their desire. No one is going to, uh, to completely take over the world. The Bible doesn't tell us that. The Bible uh, speaks about limited power. Each of these, these nations have limited power. Yeah, they have nuclear wars and warheads and destructive weapons of mass destruction uh, that they've created. However, 
let me tell you, they're going to be using weaponry against the Lord. Uh, they're going to fight against the Lord. Mm -hmm. They're going to be consumed. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be a, a battle that they really should not engage in, but they will. And they've already prepared for that. This limited power, uh, know who is sovereign. And you need to know who is sovereign. Remember who actually reigns. You also need to prepare for the power of yesterday, today and forevermore, which is the kingdom without end. Isaiah 45 and 17 says, but Israel shall be saved in the Lord with an everlasting salvation. You shall not be ashamed nor confounded world without end. And God's kingdom is a world without end. For thus saith the Lord that created the heavens, God himself that formed the earth and made it. He have established it. He created it not in vain. That's why it can't be destroyed. He didn't create it in vain. He formed it to be inhabited. So, and that inhabitation that is going to occur uh, will be by the meek. I am the Lord and there is none else. Psalms 97 says, uh, beginning at the ninth verse says, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. So those that are going to inherit the earth are those that waited upon the Lord. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. They, they exist now, but their time is going to come that they're not going to not here on earth. Thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Psalm 76, beginning at the eighth verse, says, Thou didst cause judgment to be heard from heaven. The earth feared and was still when God arose to judgment to save all the meek of the earth, Selah. 1 John 3 and 3 says, And every man that hath this hope, do you have this hope? Purify himself, even as he is pure. What hope? The same hope and assurance uh, that Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had. They had assurance in his power, that his power was the same yesterday. They had assurance in his power, that his power is the same forevermore. Now, Daniel, and we haven't gotten this far yet, but I want you to know that Daniel began to search the word of God. He went into the scriptures and began to look as to the what, what what's happening here. You know, sometimes people, uh, I get asked uh, often, uh, why or what's happening or when is it going to, listen, Daniel went in the word of God to find those answers out. You need to go into the word of God. Now, Jeremiah, the Lord let Jeremiah know that my power, I'm, I'm powerful. God's powerful. And, and so Jeremiah, that, that book that you're reading while we're in the book of Daniel, the Lord began to deal with Jeremiah. The word of God says, uh, came to Jeremiah from the Lord on the 10th day of the year of Zedekiah, the king of Judah, which was in the 18th year of Nebuchadnezzar. And the Lord began to deal with Jeremiah. Jeremiah was in prison. Sometimes our situations seem like it imprisons us. 
seem like situations are so rough, so tough uh, out here that, you know, you don't know what to do. You're praying, you're fasting, you're seeking God. Don't stop doing those things. Don't stop because that's the glue. That's what the tenacity that's holding you together to keep you from falling apart, popping open a bottle, popping open bills, rolling up a joint, you know, and whatever sedation that you may, may cross your mind, uh, you know, no temporary satisfaction. But you need to know that power. So Jeremiah is in, uh, in, in prison. He's in prison. Can't go nowhere, can't do nothing. And the Lord sent his uncle unto him. He told him that your uncle's going to come and he's going to offer you some land. Uh, had a meal. Uh, the son of Shalom, thy uncle shall come unto thee, saying, buy thee my field. That is, and, and so his uncle came to him, selling him some land. His uncle, in, in my mind, from my understanding, at this point, is saying, wow, well, we're in captivity. Things are not going well. You know, I'm going to sell this land that I have. And the Lord had Jeremiah to buy it. And Jeremiah made sure that everything was documented properly. You know, when you take care of business, don't make, don't do no napkin, no, no napkin deals. You know, don't put on your polyester suit or if the salesman is wearing a polyester suit, you need to run. You need to make sure you handle business correctly. You know, chicken stain, that big old chicken stain on his tie and some ketchup. Still forgot to remove the napkin from around his neck. No, you don't do business with people like that. Jeremiah did the business. He made sure that there was witnesses. He took witnesses with him and he made he took scribes with him and documented. Now, remember, Jeremiah is in prison. His situation is not looking good. But God had spoke to him and told him that I'm going to bring the people out of this situation. Now, it didn't it didn't unfold. Things didn't change. Like the people, the other prophets had told the people it would in two years, the yoke is going to be broken. It Things happen and come to pass when God says it's going to happen, when he says it's going to come to pass. The 15th verse of that 32nd chapter, for thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. Now I have delivered the evidence of the purchase. And so he's making mention, Jeremiah is making mention here that he, he he's done everything as he, as, as the Lord told him to do. And he said, I pray unto the Lord. I prayed unto the one whose power is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. He says, our Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and stretched out arm and there is nothing too hard for thee. The Lord uh, echoes back these words. Then came the word of the Lord unto Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything too hard for God? it might seem like it is for us. Remember, uh, we can't compare God to ourselves, And so often we do that. And yes, your ability, uh, you know your ability is limited. That's even more reason to cry out unto the Lord. It's because I, I do. 
I know I'm limited. The only God's power reaches and it changes and it does things. The only thing that God does not do is force his will upon you as a person. He doesn't twist your arm. He doesn't make you. He doesn't make anyone. It's by choice. Whosoever will, let him come. Mm -hmm. 33 and 14 says, Behold, the day comes, said the Lord, that I will perform the good things which I have promised unto the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. So even though they're dealing with, the children of Israel is dealing with their shenanigans, God has spoken and said, there is a time of deliverance. There is something that's going to happen. And on my schedule, it's on God's schedule, not your schedule, not my schedule, but God's schedule. When is it going to happen? On his schedule. We're to be faithful and occupied. The Bible said, occupy till I come. That's what we're supposed to do, occupy. You might be occupied with a few tears. You might be occupied with a little bit of heartache. You might be occupied, and I'm just being for real with you, you know, because every day is not a, a mountain day. That's why David said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And then he says, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. David was encouraging himself. And so there are times that you have to encourage yourself. The, the valley of death couldn't have been, it wasn't no bright illuminating spot. It was a place of darkness, a place of uncertainty, a place of, of it, will this ever come to an end? I, Lord, but I know you with me. I know you with me. You, you ever have one of them days, one of the moments that you had to remind yourself uh, you might have did it through a song. Lord, I know you with me. Lord, I know you got your hand on me. I know you keeping me uh, in, in, in spite of. I know your power is the same yesterday, today and forevermore. And just like he showed up, Daniel was not in a comfortable situation. Jeremiah was not in a comfortable situation. And they're dealing with their surroundings. But they're not excluding God. They're not looking at God and say, ah, you don't have the power. Uh, you know, that was yesterday. Uh, what, what, what we're reading about today, that was history, you know, and things have changed. Time has changed, uh, you know, and so it's not the same today as it was back then. Uh, you know, I, I heard somebody say the devil is a liar. It is the same. The word of God has not completely fulfilled. And that power that he demonstrated yesterday, the power that he demonstrated at that time, the power that he said he's going to demonstrate in the future, there, there's yet to come. There's more to come. And for those that are faithful, those that are obedient unto the will of God, those that are seeking him, he said, if you seek me wholeheartedly, then you're going to find me. Daniel sought the Lord wholeheartedly and God was there with him in his dealings and his and 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 other people tried to uh, bring accusation against him and and his ex and when God exalted him and he never stopped seeking the Lord he never stopped what was the hope they had assurance that he is the same yesterday, 
today and forevermore. Hold on to the assurance that you have knowing that he is the same yesterday and forevermore. Mighty God, Father, we thank you for this short exhortation. We thank you, Lord God, for your word and ask, Lord, that you would continue to bless us, to walk as listeners, hearers of your word, Lord Jesus, and most of all, obedient in Jesus' name. God bless you. Pray for me as I'm praying for you. Encourage someone else that his power is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Love somebody. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll be back. Lord, say the same. Oh, wow.